Good morning and welcome. We're going to make Mondays great. It is 8.07 Time Check. Brought to you by Hayes Jewelers with the answers always. Yes, I'm Bob Rose. Greg Cassidy is here standing by. Uh, chairman of the Republican Executive Committee, also candidate for Alachua County Commission District 2, Ed Braddy, and uh, he joins us right now. Good morning, Ed. How are you? Good morning, Bob. All right. doing well. All right. Before we get, I've, I've got a tough, some tough questions for you, but first let's start it off by celebrating. Congratulations, bringing in the governor, the annual Ronald Reagan Black Tie Blue Jeans Barbecue. Uh, I think you just, uh, you guys put the best one together yet. It was a completely packed house, great food. The governor was awesome. Please feel free to add to that. Well, it was a great event. Uh, I think we had over 1,100 people. A total, we're still, we're still going through the numbers. It is an extraordinary effort by many people uh, to, to, to put it together. It was a lot of fun. And, yes, I mean, what, what a highlight to have Governor DeSantis uh, deliver the, the keynote, you know, two, basically two weeks before Election Day. Uh, he he came to Lachua County, so yeah, that that's a that's a tri- uh, credit to everyone who who was involved in making that happen. Well, strategically, if you're looking at numbers, yeah, the governor can only be so many places, uh, you know, between now and the election, and to come to Alachua County, previous Republicans might have said, "Hey, no offense, love my supporters there, but man, I got to go where I can, you know, garner the most, uh, have the most impact." But this governor is more. There's there's a good sense of loyalty. It, w- it would seem like, and uh, that helps some of the Republican candidates here locally, I would imagine, right? I would think uh, I, I would think we would uh, pick up some some coattails from this. You know, we, we you look at the polls and everything, and we know independents are uh, are breaking for the governor. Um, you know, and and of course it generates more energy and excitement with the with Republican base. And so we we made an effort to also tell people. Hey, vote down ballot. You know, here's our slate of uh, outstanding Republican candidates, you know, all the way from the governor's office down to our soil and water management conservation team. So vote for vote for all of them. Well, as we've discovered through the many things we you know, that we've talked about, uh, every position in government is important. And when you get people that have an agenda, a far left Marxist agenda, especially, um, it's not going to go well. All right. So now to the tough question. Everybody, when I say everybody, a lot of people were concerned, hey, this governor is a big Second Amendment supporter. Awesome. One of the, you know, just another reason to support this great governor. But at the event, they were saying, you know, no firearms and stuff like that. Now, he did an event at World Equestrian Center, the Villages. We've done several events, Black Tie Blue Jeans, in the past. This is kind of precedent setting. So what's the real deal on that? So this one kind of caught us off guard, to be honest with you. Uh, four days before um, before the event, uh, we were informed by the governor's security team um, that that this would be enforced, that we would not be allowed to have um, you know concealed carry inside the, the facility. Um, this wasn't the, in other words wasn't my cause or it wasn't what we wanted to have happen because in the past that that like like you said it hasn't happened wasn't the governor's campaign team i don't think the governor's was aware of this he has other things he's doing it was a security team call and it kind of put us in a bind um i know we we argued against it um i i know i kicked it up the flagpole that that i thought it was unnecessary i know 
Uh, my state committee man, Stafford Jones, he he made the argument too. He was, you know, he was my go-to guy for many of the thorny troubleshooting we had to do to make the event happen. Um, and so we tried to make that case, but ultimately it came down to um, we either do this or we don't have the governors or speaker. Now, it, um, now it, it appeared like there was a private security company that was performing, uh, you know, the the wand thing, and and were kind of right. there as security. Um, so I wonder why that would be, and also then who had to pay for that team was that on you or the governor? No, that was on the governor. And that, that was a private. That campaign. was a private security company, though, wasn't it? That is correct. That is correct. And they they make the threat assessment or the security assessment uh, as as the event begins coming together. Now was that? I can say when I started on this, Bob. Yeah, way back in April, uh, I filled out numerous forms. I uh, did. I did many. I jumped through many hoops. At no time was that ever brought up, and and at no time was it ever said that this would be a condition you know, to have the governor speak. So it was really sort of last minute. And then we're in a bind. I'm, I'm sitting there going, uh, because, yeah, in principle, we're all not in favor of that. Um, but we're in a bind uh, because it's either do we put at risk um, losing the, the keynote speaker um, and all of the hard work so many people put into it, or do we do we – just make it happen. Well, when it's not, go, when, it, when it wasn't your call to want to do it, and you made the effort to well, try I, to have it uh, changed, I mean, well, I guess one of my questions is, you know, did FDLE have anything to do with it, and did you have any direct contact with somebody representing FDLE? I did not contact directly with FDLE because, again, it was through, his, uh, through the private security team. Okay. I yeah, it is what it is. Some people... I, I, and I would liken it I would liken it to this, Bob. It's like it's like uh you know, we have early voting going on right now and the supervisor of elections um is requiring that your poll worker, not a poll watcher, but if you're a poll worker you have to wear a mask while you're working inside uh the facility. Well we're opposed to that. We don't think that's that's the right thing to do. However, what should be our position? Should we withdraw all of our, you know, poll workers in protest or, um, you know, lodge our complaint, say this is not what we want, but still allow to have Republican poll workers, you know, doing their job so that we can ensure you know, election integrity. Right. No, look, you had a decision to make. Now, there were some people still not maybe happy or comfortable with that. That's We, we can debate that another day. But right now, there was a protester that was allegedly arrested, um, and that was more, I think, of a First Amendment issue. I thought the sidewalk was public domain, but apparently that's not always the case. Right. Uh, under our lease agreement, we lease both the facility and the parking lot. So, so the entire uh, building and the entire parking area uh, was uh, private. And working with the uh, city manager and the chief of police, we designated a First Amendment uh, protest zone that protesters could go and protest and, and all of that, but you had to protest in that zone. And the gentleman who was arrested, and again, I was informed of this after. I was on the inside by this time. Uh, running the event, 
but I was informed uh, that, yes, that had happened. He had uh, not been in the protest area, designated area, um, so he was uh, it, he was given multiple opportunities to leave, and he didn't, um, and so that's when he was arrested. All right. Now, we don't have a lot of time. I want to get to your campaign. You're running for Alachua County Commission, District 2, for a lot of people who don't know. Uh, Ed was one of the few people to uh, become mayor and also city commissioner in Gainesville, uh, pretty much left of center politically, but yet as a conservative, he was successful. Tell me about what's going on in this race. Well, Bob, I, it just occurred to me. So, every you know, that we all know that my opponent has been in trouble, I guess, because of these residency claims, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, she uh, she lives in Ken Cornell's district, yet she claims a house in District 2. It has just occurred to me that, um, that if she wins this race, she's going to be forced to leave her marital home of all these years to move into some house outside the district. Voters can't let that happen. You know, so the best way to keep that family happily together where she's always lived in Kent Cornell's district is to go vote for Ed Braddy. Oh, keep, keep families together. Vote for Ed Braddy. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I like it. That's right. I mean, I like she has a marital home. Uh, she's happily married. And they've lived there for, I don't know, 40 years or so. But she bought a little house that has like one bathroom. And that's where her son, daughter-in-law and all that live. I mean, can you imagine two women sharing one bathroom? That's like scientifically impossible. In the modern era, yeah. Yeah. It it can't happen. So I'm asking the voters to help save the marriage, (laughs) to help keep that family united. Vote for Ed Braddy, and that way she can stay in Ken Cornell's district and remain happy, and we don't have that burden of, you know, causing... Causing the disruption in America. Ed, Ed, Brad, you are a giver. What a guy. You're a uniter. <laughs> You're a family uniter. Um, hey, great job! Great job on the event, uh, and uh, good luck on your uh, uh, on your candidacy here, Latchwood County Commission District Two. Ed Braddy, thank you, sir, and uh, be safe. All right. Bye bye. I knew he had something up his sleeve. That's, that was funny. That was good. What yeah. an angle. That's, hey, listen, do what you can. Keep families together. Yeah. 817 on the Bob Rose Show. Uh, Greg Cassidy is in the house. Boy, oh, boy, have we got some stuff to get to. Hang on. News Talk 97.3 The Sky.